Hello everyone, welcome to the Cold War in Latin America. Today, we will explore the history of one of the most violent conflicts in our region inside the context of the Cold War. I'm referring to the Central American Civil Wars. To understand how this region was affected by this global order, it is needed to know the background context of Central America. Essentially, the countries in this region used to be puppet nations of the United States because this superpower wanted to control the region of their most significant project, which was the Panama Canal. Therefore, in order to manage the region, the American government used the United Fruit Company to control most of the lands and economic sectors of Central America. As a consequence, these nations couldn't develop autonomous governments with solid institutions, and neither they were allowed to establish economic industries different from the fruit company. In this order of ideas, most of the people in Central America were living in terrible conditions and the so-called Republican governments acted as authoritarian regimes. However, the success of the revolution in Cuba would create an inspiration for Central America around the figure of Che Guevara as a symbol for change and revolution. Another concept beside the Cuban Revolution that would inspire the insurrections in Central America was the figure of Jacobo Arbenz, who was the second democratically elected president of Guatemala. He was known for introducing and enacting the agrarian reform law that aimed to redistribute the unused lands of the United Fruit Company to the local peasants. However, this project was never concluded because Arbenz was overthrown by a military coup orchestrated by the US government, the CIA, the United Fruit Company and the military forces, mainly because the interests of the banana company were affected by his reform and also because the United States considered Arbenz as a communist. Consequently, the people in Central America, especially in Nicaragua, Guatemala and El Salvador, yearned to change the political situation of their countries and to end the dominance of the United States and the United Fruit Company. Because of that, the Soviet Union had once again an opportunity to expand their influence in Latin America, and this time in continental territory. Nevertheless, the revolutions that would outbreak in Central America were not directly supported by the USSR. Instead, the frontal assistance to these movements was provided by Cuba. However, the military and economic backup that allowed this island to support the revolutions was arranged by the USSR, who wanted to keep expanding its influence in Latin America. Therefore, the first revolutionary movement in Central America inside the context of the Cold War was the Nicaraguan Revolution. This movement was initiated by a coalition of guerrillas known as the Sandinista National Liberation Front that was founded by Carlos Fonseca on July 23 of 1961. The goal of this violent insurrection was to overthrow the regime of Anastasio Somoza, who was the third president 
of the Somoza family that had governed the nation like a dynasty in service of the interests of the United Fruit Company and the United States. Consequently, this revolution would triumph in 1979 after almost 18 years of war between the guerrilla and the National Guard of Nicaragua. The outcome of this victory was the desertion of Somoza and the seizure of power by the Sandinistas that established a single-party government aligned with Cuba and the Soviet Union. However, even though the revolution ended, the war was just beginning. After the Sandinista victory in 1979, the members of the former National Guard founded an anti-communist guerrilla named the Nicaraguan Counter-Revolution, better known as Contras. The objective of this armed group was to overthrow the new Sandinista regime and to align with the United States again. Nevertheless, this brutal civil war between Sandinistas and Contras would last almost 11 years until the peace treaty was signed. In the case of Guatemala, the insurrection began on November 13 of 1916. The coalition of guerrillas that joined to fight this conflict was called the Guatemalan National Revolution Unity. However, this revolution never succeeded, especially because of the tough opposition from the army that was supported by the paramilitary groups such as the National Liberation Movement and the Civil Defense Patrols. Therefore, the result of this conflict would be a horrific and bloody war that lasted more than 36 years and that would finally end in 1996. In a similar context to Guatemala, the revolution in Salvador was started by the Faraundo Marcha Liberation Front. However, this guerrilla was unable to defeat the government because the government was supported by countless paramilitary groups known as death squads. Thereby, this war ended with a peace agreement in 1992 after 12 years of inhuman conflict. Now, as I told you before, all these revolutions were indirectly supported by the Soviet Union. However, we haven't examined the role of the United States in these conflicts. In order to do so, we must remember that this superpower wanted to avoid expansion of communism at all costs. Therefore, this superpower supported the Republican regimes of Central America so that they could resist their insurrections as it happened in Salvador and Guatemala. Nevertheless, in the case of Nicaragua, the Contras would be supported by the United States with dirty money. I'm referring to the Iron Contra affair, in which Reagan's administration illegally sold weapons to Iran to secretly finance this anti-communist guerrilla. Evidently, this region was one of the most violent episodes of the Cold War in Latin America. Nevertheless, no one knows for sure if this conflict would have happened without the global context of the Cold War. However, we do know for sure that the confrontation in this region were fueled by the international order because we evidence the support that each superpower provided to their respective side of the war in order to increase or protect their influence. Finally, this conflict demonstrated that peace was almost an impossible objective during the Cold War, because all the peace treaties in the region were signed after the Cold War ended in 1991.